You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes, and I appreciate you checking out today's podcast. I've been on vacation for the last week, and it's something that I wanted to talk about because it's weird, you know, like... I go on vacation, and usually the vacation is to get away from work, but my job is also watching sports, and it's it's weird because you turn a hobby into a career. That's what I've done. I've turned my love of both radio and sports into a job in sports radio. But every job has its, you know, has its issues, so you have to take a break or else you'll burn out on it. The thing is, is that whenever I take vacation, taking vacation for me is hard. This is, I think, the longest vacation that I ever took, by the way. It was six days, so I left, I guess seven days. It's seven days. I left on Tuesday, and then I'm back today, obviously. I went to Vegas for a couple days. I went to Arizona for a few days and kind of hung out there, but I didn't leave sports behind. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Whenever I go on vacation, I, I don't stop watching sports. I actually start to watch sports more intensely because I'm not responsible for the entire sports world. So this is one of the hazards of the job and it's a good hazard to have. And what, what's a great job. I feel like I have to be responsible for just about everything that goes on in sports because you never know what may come up, what Campy and Tony want to talk about, what listeners will want to talk about, like that sort of thing. So each night, and every sports talk show host for the most part will will tell you this, that each night is filled with a balancing act of, well, I'm watching this game or I'm going to make this the primary thing that I'm watching, but I'm also paying attention to this. And I'm also going to watch the condensed games on MLB. If you didn't know this, MLB.com, it doesn't matter now because we're in the postseason. But in the regular season, they have these things called condensed games. Basically, you can watch just about every pitch. It's more than like just a highlight package. It's pretty much here are all the important moments of the game and, and They've got it down where initially I want to say it was like 12 minutes long, and now it's down to five or six minutes. So you can get your baseball in bite-sized chunks if you want. During the regular season, if the Cubs and the White Sox are playing at the same time, if I don't feel like switching, I'll say, okay, well, which team is more important right now? I'll stay on that and stay focused on that because there might be something I want to bring back from a broadcast or anything like that. And then I'll catch up on the other one on my second screen, watching it via Twitter or then watching the condensed game. But when I'm on vacation, I don't have to be responsible for any of that stuff. So it gave me a chance to really engage back into what I love about sports. Like I love drama. I'll give you an idea of what I'm talking about. When I was in Vegas, I saw that Justin Verlander was going to, he's going to man up. He's going to cowboy up and start on early rest, which is, is heroic 
and everyone loves the guy that's willing to, he's not on his regular rest. He'll go out there and he'll give you five solid innings. It's very heroic, but statistically, it is a bad idea. It's a really bad idea, especially for guys that aren't used to doing it. So I was in Vegas. I saw that he was going to cowboy up. I looked at the clock, and I was like, there's enough time for me to get downstairs and make a bet. So I did. I made the bet. I told Joe about this, Joe Ostrowski about this. I made the bet, and then I watched the Rays and the Astros. And when the Rays got them for three in the first inning, I was like, see, this is exactly what statistically happens. I should have bet more. <sighs> should have bet more. Isn't that always the gambler's lament that I should have bet more on this whole thing? So I was able to watch that game and enjoy it. I've been watching the Nationals more in, intensely, and that's been a lot of fun to watch them, which is one of the things that I wanted to talk about today uh, on the podcast for a few minutes, if you will indulge me. Over the last couple of years, I know what the White Sox are trying to do. I've supported what the White Sox are trying to do in their rebuild to try to build themselves back to a championship level. I haven't, as I've watched the playoffs over the last couple of years, and we've been occupied with what the Cubs have done, the run that the Cubs have been on, being in the playoffs over and over again until this year, it's it's a good distraction. Like, it's a good thing to focus on. There's also the Bears. It's Bear season. I, I'm very intertwined in Bears coverage, both at the score on this podcast now and over on NBC Sports Chicago. So there's a lot of things for me to focus on. When I was on vacation, I could let a lot of that stuff go. Like I didn't have to worry about because we had done our show and the next show that I was going to do on television was going to be the Wanstead show, which I did on Monday when I got back. I didn't have to worry about presenting Bears topics for the radio show. All I had to do was kind of sit back and watch playoff baseball. I love baseball, and I've loved baseball since I was a little kid. It's it's my first love. Most people associate me with football, but I'm actually a, a baseball guy at heart. So I'm watching all of this stuff go on. I'm watching the playoffs happen. And for the first time in three years, I was envious and a little angry. Not a lot angry, not throw a remote at a television, especially at a, at a resort. But I was sitting there going, yeah, it's time. It's time for the White Sox to be back in this discussion. And I know that, that timetables are really important and they are trying really hard to make sure that they have everything in place. But I think... And I've talked about this on other podcasts, and I think I've even mentioned it on the show. I think that my level of patience inside the rebuild is just about worn out. I see teams in the division. I see what Minnesota has done over the last couple of years, and they hit themselves to the playoffs, and then, of course, they ran into the Yankees because it happens all the time, and they can't beat the Yankees. Um, funny side note. I used to do a segment on my radio show called Hater Wednesday. The 
origin of Hater Wednesday is all about the Twins. I was doing a show with Bears tight end Desmond Clark at the time, and I was watching the Twins lose to the Yankees in the playoffs yet again. This is God, man. This is probably eight, nine years ago. And I was laughing at them. I was absolutely laughing at the Twins because they can't beat the Yankees. They couldn't beat the Yankees then. They can't beat the Yankees now. And Des was like, what are you laughing at? I was like, I'm laughing at the Twins not being able to beat the Yankees. I hate the Twins. And I hope they lose. He's like, man, you kind of sound like a hater. He's like, what is this, Hater Wednesday? I was like, yes. And so Des was there with me from 7 until 8.30. And then I said, what if we just made it a segment? Uh, On Wednesdays, we could hate on stuff. And that's how Hater Wednesday began. We haven't done it on the new show. I don't know if it'll it'll ever come back. Because sometimes I feel like the the environment, both sports-wise and politically, is a little too charged for Hater Wednesday. But if you ever wanted to know what the origin was, that's the origin. Anyway, so I'm watching the Twins lose to the Yankees. I'm laughing at them. I'm watching what's going on with the Nationals. And I've just – I'm now at a point where I want the White Sox to step on the gas. I've got serious playoff envy at this point, and I want them to step on the gas. I want them to – really approach free agency aggressively. And here's what I mean by that. No more deferred contracts. And I know that there's a ton of deferred contracts around baseball. The White Sox are not alone in wanting to pay out money over a long amount of time. I get that. I understand it. But if that is the thing that is standing in the way between you and the player that you desperately want, I don't want you to do it. I don't want any more uh, innings pitched kickers in a contract or at back kickers in a contract. Make your plan. Let's take Garrett Cole, for example. I don't think the White Sox are going to get Garrett Cole, but I just want to use him as an example. If the market is saying that Garrett Cole is worth $250 million, just for an example, if he's worth $250 million over the next eight years, then I want the White Sox to offer him $255 million. Real money. Not deferred. Not if you give us 300 strikeouts, then you get an extra 85. None of that stuff. Here it is. Right here. This is what we're offering you. And be done with it. They don't need to be creative. The White Sox have... They have a ton of creativity, and their creativity usually lies in them signing young players to long-term deals. Tim Anderson, Aloy Jimenez, that sort of thing. You want to be creative there? Be creative. Let's not be creative with the free agents. As Randy Moss said, straight cash, homie. Let's do that. Same thing with Anthony Rendon. I don't think that Anthony Rendon is going to leave Washington. I think he has found a home there. I do think he's one of the most underrated players in the game. And quite honestly, if the White Sox wanted Anthony Rendon, I'd be all for it. Even if that meant taking Yoan Moncada, who had a great year at third base, and putting him back at second. 
even though he seems more comfortable. I'll take it. But let's not play around. I am now at the point where I'm watching playoff teams, and I think it's good. I think I think for me it's good. I'm now at the point when I'm watching playoff teams, and I'm getting mad as a White Sox fan because it's time for the White Sox to be there. It's time for them to push. They're in a division that they had a chance early on with Cleveland and Minnesota jumping out, but Cleveland not being that great. They're still 20 games behind Cleveland for second place. How do you bridge that gap? You bridge that gap by adding to what is, I think, a group of really young, exciting players like Lucas Giolito, Tim Anderson, Yoan Moncada, Aloy Jimenez, and hopefully Luis Robert as soon as the season starts. Get creative with that. There, there's where you can get creative. Get creative with your your extension contract for, for Robert instead of Garrett Cole or Anthony Rendon or Dallas Keuchel or whoever might be out there that the White Sox want to add to, to the fold. Let's not play around with this at all. Let's not play around. So that's what I did thinking on my vacation. Don't, don't get me wrong. I got a lot of rest in and I drank a lot of water which is one of my goals to continue now that I am back. But I, I am jealous when I saw the Nationals celebrating last night and I was joking with my friend Alexa Dat, who works at, at MLB. She's a big Nats fan. I kept thinking, yeah, it's about time. NBC Sports Chicago, before I left, showed uh, the game, game four of the World Series. And I was watching that, and I was getting excited. And I'm like, it's time. It's time for the White Sox to be back in this thing. Like, let's not mess around. So, I'm back in the building. The show will be back. I'll have Bears stuff for you, all that good stuff. Bears podcast over the next But I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the vacation and what it did to recharge my um, White Sox anger. Which I know is a weird thing to think about, but it's true. And I imagine I'm not alone. I imagine there are plenty of other White Sox fans that are like, you know, it's been a minute since the White Sox have been in the playoffs, and I want the rebuild to continue, but let's get on with the getting on. That's my word. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you on the podcast tomorrow, and I'll be on the score Back in my regular spot, noon to two. Thanks to everyone who filled in, by the way. I was listening to a little bit of it. Thanks to, to Olin and Big Aunt Heron. And, and Speaks did a great job, I thought, yesterday with Joe Buck. Uh, the, the guys did a great job holding things down. I'm back now, though. And the White Sox better be back, too. Talk to you tomorrow.